I'm Christina and I am a relationship coach and the host of this magical podcast. So welcome to Relationship Realness. This podcast is all about helping you create those long-lasting, healthy relationships that we all desire. With unapologetic realness of everyday relationship struggles we all face together. Welcome to Relationship Realness for your dose of relatability. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Relationship Realness. My name is Christina, also known as the Relationship Boss to Money. And today I have the absolute pleasure of getting to chat with an amazing, amazing relationship and mindset coach. Jeanette Zito. Jeanette, I am so excited to have you with me today. Thank you. Likewise, it's nice to be on a podcast uh, based in New York, you know, doing similar relationship mindset things. And I'm glad that we can connect over it. Woohoo! I know that like you specialize very heavily in attachment styles. So I feel like it's something that I haven't had the opportunity to chat about on my show yet. So I would love to chat with you about it because listen, I know that I come from a very anxiously attachment style myself, and I kind of blame it on the abandonment issues and daddy issues that I had growing up, you know, I think that we can all kind of (laughs) relate to that in one way, shape, or form. So for like such a long time, I found myself very attracted to like the avoidant type of partner. Like my Mm -hmm. ex was very avoidant. So I always was like in that mindset of like having to quote unquote, win his love and like get him to like me because it was never being reciprocated on the other end. Granted, it was a very abusive and unhealthy relationship. So you could begin with, but this just added on the icing on top of the cake. So Mm -hmm. when I got with my current partner and my now husband, he's like the definition of securely attached. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this? It was like, shocking Mm -hmm. to be with someone who was like ready and willing to give me all of this secure love like I don't know can you relate like what is your relationship history with your attachment styles look like yeah a hundred percent and I totally resonate with everything that you mentioned right for me I'm more on the disorganized attachment or they say like fearful avoidant so I do swing from both anxious and dismissive sometimes so I kind of have a little bit of insight on both ends but I definitely understand what you mentioned what you mentioned like that turbulent cycle the toxic ups and downs trying to chase further love and that's why I kind of got into this because I was like why why are these relationships so similar all the time I, I have to break out of this where is this pattern I am seeing a pattern I am noticing it now what do I do about it how do I break it <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So are you in a relationship now, Janelle? Yes, I am. And similar to what you mentioned, my boyfriend's securely attached as well. And it's such a different dynamic and I'm so grateful. Yeah. And it's, you can see the different patterns coming up in relationships and it really helps you start to introspect yourself. And oh, yeah. Feel, yeah. I think that a lot of people also get the like misconception that you have to be like fully healed or you have to like fully love yourself in order to get into these healthy relationships. But honestly, at the end of the day, like, I think that I've truly learned the most about myself 
after getting into this relationship, like I was already on my healing journey, of course, when I was single. And of course, like when I was healing from my past, but like there is such thing as your healthy relationship completely becoming a mirror to like everything that like needs to be noticed, healed, highlighted. Mm-hmm. I don't freaking know, underlined, bolded, etc. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's crazy because sometimes even for me, like when I was getting into the relationship or before I even got into it, I also thought that I needed to work on myself at least, right? There was like this threshold to at least work on yourself. But even when I thought that I was healed or, you know, I worked through these patterns, these triggers should not come up anymore. They, they come up in those relationships and, and it challenges you to really understand that, you know, even if you're healing on your own, there's such a big difference between doing that with someone else as well. Yes. And it's, you know, I understand that we'll get triggered. Like it's almost inevitable that anyone who has something to heal from or grow from or learn from, like that you will get triggered from certain situations. But I feel like having a healthy partner and a secure attachment is all about having someone that is okay with you being triggered and you moving through those triggers and finding out what they even are and then coming out of them on the other side, feeling safe to explore them and, you know, heal from them and move forward from them growing, growing together instead of like growing apart at the end of the day. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that's, that was the biggest eye opener for me. Like yeah. at the end of the day, even in my past relationships, right? Like triggers would still come up regardless, yeah. but yeah the way that they're handled in relationships, they look so different. And even I'm reacting differently to it because of how my partner's reacting as well. Right. Exactly. Instead of just like running away, like I used to be the queen of like literally first argument. Okay. This isn't working. We need to break up. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) This isn't working. You're the wrong person for me. When in reality, he's like, "Uh, excuse me. I'm literally just like trying to have a real conversation here. Thank you so much. (laughs) just trying to have a, a peaceful negotiation right? I'm like no this is not for me I am used to pure chaos like pure and utter chaos but I would love to kind of know like your general breakdown just in case people are like attachment styles what are those what are they freaking talking about <laughs> so like what is your just like generalized kind of breakdown of like how you see the different attachment styles got it got it yeah so for me when I got into attachment styles initially it opened my eyes and I was like, this makes so much sense. And so generally I would break it down into four attachment styles that they have. Right. Yeah. And so number one, you hear like securely attached, right? So this is a partner or someone who has wounds, but they're able to work through it. Right. They feel worthy. They feel enough. Um, and you don't see them kind of swinging from one extreme to another, having, avoidant tendency so pushing away when things get heavy they're able to work through and communicate through problems with you Um, and overall they don't see a relationship as turbulent they see they see it as almost like time to build something with someone yes ma'am or it's just kind of like I understand that we will ebb and we will flow but it's like how we kind of navigate the like crazy waters that we go through but like if we work together like we're gonna make it everything's going to be okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so usually when you're leaning more towards securely attached, you feel safe in yeah. relationships. That's the biggest thing, right? It's I like, think that's the goal. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's it the is. end goal. This is where we all want to be. You guys, we all want to kind of strive for that secure attachment at the end of the day. 
It is 100%, 100%. And then after we have secure, we have the other three insecure attachment styles, one being the anxious attachment style. And so the anxious attachment style usually has tendencies where they feel um, that wound of fear of abandonment, right? Yeah. So they feel anxious when they're in relationships. So whenever there's distance, whenever their partner is not like contacting them or in front of their face, they feel like maybe they're losing interest or there's something wrong, right? Exactly. Yes, 100%. Right. It's like, okay, they didn't text me back in like 10 minutes. Where are you? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Uh, right, right, right. It's like, why aren't you texting me? Are you losing interest? Right. Who are you with? <laughs> right, right. So the anxious attach is usually showing activating strategies. So activating yes. strategies, meaning like wanting to cling on, wanting to call constantly, wanting that closeness, right? Because yes. they're trying to fill that wound. And then if you're swinging from the other spectrum, that would be the dismissive avoidant, right? Yes. <laughs> Dismissive avoidant usually being it's really it's kind of categorized in our day to day vocab as almost like emotionally unavailable. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally can see that. Right. But in reality, it's not that they're emotionally unavailable. It's that they don't feel safe expressing their emotions yeah. and having that emotional intimacy. So that's why they push away, because that is their safety net and they never felt like they could form healthy relationships with other people so they push away they kind of put up walls they withdraw a lot oh yeah um, and they usually have like those deactivating strategies right that anxious with the avoidant and like oh my god oh my god we got some trouble <laughs> that's usually that's usually the most common pair that you see right yeah. like that, what you mentioned in the beginning like that anxious and the yeah. dismissive yeah. They're like trying to like fill each other's wounds. The anxious is chasing, the dismissive is pushing, right? Oh, yeah. Constant battle, complete chaos roller coaster. I've lived through it and it was, it was wild. But of course, like if you have those two different attachment styles, like, and you're both striving to create a secure attachment together, I think that it can eventually end up become a beautiful partnership. But if like one of the other isn't willing to actually kind of explore that and get to that other stage of secure attachment, then you're kind of in for a very turbulent flight, my loves. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, 100% turbulent. And also, even not having the awareness of why it's happening in the first place, yeah. it's so confusing, yeah. right? Yeah, you question everything. And like, even yourself, like, I know that I used to get very insecure about myself and think that something was honestly wrong with me or that I was broken, or like that I just, wasn't lovable at the end of the day, you know, and that was like really hard to kind of navigate before I even was aware of what an attachment style was during the time. I was like, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? I was very, I was playing the victim right. card highly. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I think we've all been there. <laughs> like during our healing journey, that's the biggest obstacle to overcome. Right. It's like accepting accountability and seeing what we can change. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I did we do it. all four? Is there one more? Did I forget one? Did we forget? There is one more. Yes. Yeah. So we meet in the middle between the dismissive avoidant and the anxious attachment. We have the fearful avoidant or otherwise known as the disorganized attachment. Yes. Right. Yeah. So for the disorganized attachment, this is usually the attachment style that holds most of the wounds because they can relate both to like the avoidant tendencies yeah. and the anxious tendencies. Yeah. And so you usually find these attachment styles 
having a hard time trusting their partners. The biggest wound is trust. They almost have like one foot in the relationship, one foot out the relationship. Yeah. And for them, it's it's very hot and cold. It's very up and down because yes. they want intimacy and they want closeness. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they don't trust that it's safe to be in a relationship. That's and so, so it can be hard. so, uh-huh. It can be so emotionally turbulent. Um, but at the end of the day, even with all these attachment styles that I'm mentioning too, it's not that you are just one attachment style, actually. You can have multiple per- like percentages mm-hmm. or qualities of other attachment styles, yeah. but we usually do have a predominant attachment style that drives those similar behaviors that come up yeah. in your relationships. I love that because it's not just like we have to identify with like one or the other and like kind of like fit ourselves in this like box. And, you know, I do find that sometimes a lot of people, uh, myself included, like in the beginning, before I even started like getting into all of this work that I've been doing, like I felt very comfortable identifying with my attachment style and leaning on that idea. Well, I'm just attached. I'm just an anxious attachment style. This is how I am. This is how I'll always be. And like not allowing myself to feel uncomfortable to step out of that comfort zone, to learn what it is like to be in a secure relationship, to have that secure attachment style. And because it's scary, like being vulnerable is scary. Learning to trust is scary. And all of the things that do come with a secure attachment, they require you to kind of like look within yourself and Mm -hmm. it's really hard. It's eye-opening though at the same time, right? Yeah, it is. It is. That's why that accountability part is so important because it's so easy to just kind of fall back into what we were talking about before, like that victim mindset, right? And it just goes into like making sure that even though you understand why it's happening, right? knowing that you are in control of doing something about it to take those, to take the rein and make sure that you are showing up for yourself because it's your life at the end of the day. hundred percent. Right? And if you know that there's change and know that there's patterns that need to be broken or shifted and rearranged and whatever Missy <laughs> Elliott has said it, you know, I think that it's, it's our responsibility to create the change that we desire in our relationships at the end of the day. Like we can become aware of it. That's always the first step that I tell my clients. I'm kind of just like, okay, we're aware of it. Now, what do we do with this information? How are we going to move forward from it? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And oftentimes that's actually the biggest thing that I applaud my clients for doing. Like, it's like, if they take the accountability, because it never feels good to admit that that like, oh, I'm doing this, this, and this wrong. And it's not just them, it's me too. Exactly. And that's the hardest part. And I think that that's like the first step. It's like we dip our toe into the waters and then we're kind of just like, okay, like I can do this. I can do this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So then that kind of brings me to my next question. Like, how do you believe we originally develop our attachment styles? Yeah. So our attachment styles, they can actually, I had this question also before, where it's like, can your attachment styles shift? Can they yeah. change? And so that can definitely, so our attachment styles can definitely shift and change too. But foundationally, like in the core, how we usually develop our attachment styles is actually childhood, right? So it starts from childhood. Right, right. It's childhood. <laughs> and so from ages zero to eight, those are usually the primary ages where our brain is like a sponge, right? Yep. It just soaks up information and personalizes everything, makes it mean 
a, something about us when in reality it might not be right yep. and so the things that we see the things that we hear the things that we experience we're all soaking that up and it's forming our attachment style because we're placing meaning into the things that our parents have done or parents yeah. have not done right yeah. it's like well my parents are not here for me because maybe it's I'm not enough right exactly. so we start formulating those patterns meanings into those actions that we see yeah. and then eventually because these patterns are so ingrained in our mind and it's like repetitively happening over and over again yeah. that's how our attachment style starts to form and then it decides like what behaviors come up in our relationships if we feel safe in our relationships or yeah. if we don't feel safe in them yeah. It's like a constant cycle too. And then I feel like it's like almost like the seed that was like planted when we were kids. And then like the other relationships we have throughout our adulthood or lifetime, or even teenage years and childhood, it's like those seeds just get watered a little bit. It's just like, okay, yeah. this relationship is going to either water this seed or we're going to water this attachment style yes. seed. And then we'll see like what kind of this garden grows and then, you know, where we need to go from there. Yeah. That's actually a great, a great analogy. It's like, <laughs> You know, as we're, as we're growing up, as we're having new experiences, yeah. maybe there's like an accident or like maybe we're going through addiction or something yeah. like we're trying to cope through things. Yeah. It's like we're growing different seeds and we're like shifting our attachments out of the way that we feel in our relationships and a relationship to ourselves, even. Exactly. And it always kind of like stems with ourselves because it's then, okay, what direction am I going to choose to take in order to move forward from this? Am I going to allow this other person to define my attachment style or am I going to kind of take control and use this as an opportunity to create a teamwork? Like I know that when I got in my relationship with my partner, it was a lot of work that I had to do on my end, of course, but it, it takes teamwork and it takes patience. It takes empathy. It takes all of these different things to kind of like grow this beautiful garden of a relationship and healthy secure attachment that we all kind of strive for at the end of the day yes yes it does it take it takes a lot of work to heal the attachment style that's why when you're really going through your healing journey and yeah. it's hard and you and you hear people saying it's not easy and they give up yeah. it makes sense because it, it's hard it's patterns and behaviors that have been ingrained since you know childhood yes. and breaking out of that is not easy but it's so worth it right it's so worth it <laughs> and like I don't know about you but like I always tell my clients too like it's in those small moments that we notice the differences like I think that we often kind of gauge our healing on this like huge like aha moment where we're just like oh my gosh like I'm healed this is great I'm secure right. this is awesome but I feel like it's like when we make those conscious decisions to do something differently than we would have ever chosen to do it before. Like mm -hmm. if we have an anxious attachment style, if our partner, we don't hear from them for like a couple hours because, you know, we know what they're doing, they're off, but you're able to like not lean into that anxiety and not blow up their phone. And instead you're kind of like, I'm going to use this opportunity to just do me. I'm going to like mm -hmm. go and do something that feels good for myself. And it's in those like tiny little moments of like the shifts of your mindset that can make all of the difference at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where it starts a hundred percent. It's not really about the results that you see. It's, it's the awareness and yep. what you decide to make it afterwards. Exactly. Exactly. So Jeanette, if you could give one piece of amazing advice to those aspiring to create healthy relationships, whether it's, you know, healing their attachment styles, whatever their mindset that feels good for you, what would your best advice be? 
I talk a lot about attachment styles, but I definitely think that when it comes to building healthy relationships, it's really, it really kind of goes back to the relationship you have with yourself, right? It's feeling secure with yourself and then knowing who you are, what your needs are, why you're feeling uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, If someone's hurting you, making sure that you're not pushing away instead of just communicating it. So yeah. it's, I feel like it's really being able to know who you are as a person, have that awareness, yeah. and also being able to communicate it. Yes. Yeah. Because 100%. you can have that. You can have that awareness, but if the other person doesn't know, then it's it's gonna go in one ear, out the other. And yep. so I think it's that communication. And the more you get, the more you know yourself, the more concisely you can communicate out to others yeah. that yeah. version and what you're willing or not willing to tolerate absolutely it's it's you guys no one can read your mind okay (laughs) so you can go inside and get all introspective get like zen with who you are find out what feels good for you but you know you have Mm -hmm. to communicate those feelings to other people in your relationship you have to I also like to say communicate context give people reasons why like why am I the way I am you know give someone something to kind of base that like information off of as well so you know don't stay quiet and just assume that everyone's (laughs) the same and knows exactly who you are like use that beautiful voice of yours and speak and communicate and be open um and be open and curious with yourself as well and you know I always say it all starts with you so you are so so right um Jeanette it was amazing chatting with you I love to keep these short and sweet so everyone can digest the information and my loves you can find Jeanette's information to give her a follow to shoot her a message whatever feels good for you in the body of this episode um and of course if you have any questions don't ever 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 hesitate to reach out to either one of us And make sure you follow her on TikTok and Instagram. Her information is down below. And if you are listening to this in the morning, afternoon, or night, I hope you have an amazing morning, afternoon, or night, my loves. And I will talk to you soon.